Welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Shmi, 904 in Edmonton. Text coming in from Brett. What time is in and out today? And we just got the uh, sheet, and Laddie's just perusing it, going over it. He's he's studying it like a madman. We'll be uh, we'll be doing in and out at 940. So Laddie's got yeah, he's got a half to think an hour. About. He's got a half an hour to think about. Yeah, is there, what, I mean the Duke he comes up with this every day. It's just you got to give him credit. Yeah, it's a lot of thinking into this. Good job. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jordan says maybe you guys can research if ping pong and tennis are related. <laughs> I agree. Okay, I did a little research on the dogs and the sea lions. Some oh, people right. say it is. Some people say it's not. Oh it's, really? There's a, there's so it's there, very splinter. It's a splintered explanation, Duke. Here here's the scientific. So in terms of like the actual genealogy, their common ancestor is not for like tens of millions of years back, but the the suborder. Which, if you go down, so it's kingdom, phylum, class, order, um, in terms of increasing... <laughs> lost you right lost now. both of us already. What, some bio... No, you guys don't take biology in high school? Uh, so, the, like, the order of carnivore, which is carnivores, uh. then the suborder, there's two of them. Uh, caniformia, which is the one they're in, which is a dog-like carnivore. They okay. obviously both belong to that. It's, like, dogs, like wolves, foxes, etc., bears, raccoons... Mustelids, which I don't know what that is, and Where then is and then this this uh, pinnipedia, which is seals, walruses, and sea lions. So they're because if you keep going down, there's only after order. There's what is it? Uh, family group. <laughs> You're looking at Kevin like he well, <laughs> know that I mean, family group. Give me a species. Break. I think right. So so it's kind of like in the middle in terms of the scientific classification where they do share the common ancestor, uh, and then the other suborder is. Feliformia or Feliformia, which is cat-like carnivores. So you kind of see the difference there. So they do have some similarities, but in terms of common ancestor, it's like 46 million years ago. It's like the Big Bang Theory here, isn't yeah. it? Wow. That, you I know, feel all, like, all, everything I went feel over like our I, heads. I need to take a shot right now to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that all went over our heads, laddie. Jesus, yeah. You know. As I said, I never got kicked out of grade four because I was stupid, laddie. I was just too old. Holy moly. Uh, well, thank you, though. You yes. did the research. And, uh, yeah, we had lots of texts come in backing us up. Um, some and, uh, were there. And some so were not. Don- Kevin, like, backing you and me up, not yeah, Kevin. Correct. Kevin is on the other uh, side. So please. this one came in uh, in Arabic. Seals are called sea dogs, which, and, of course, that's St. John's hockey team. And so, it, like, it makes tons of sense. I, I don't so see how Kevin doesn't see it. Two and a half, my son's this? two and a half. He's a genius. Exactly. Here's that. This is wrapped up in a nutshell from Invitation Tom. That was very clear. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You guys aren't as uh, well versed in the oh. scientific process as I am. You know, not all. Why of are you? Why are you? Th- <laughs> why are you saying you guys? Because you just said that was confusing as well, and I thought it was quite straightforward. Well, some big words there. It's my second language. I wasn't <laughs> no, chirping okay, you. Okay, there you go. Laddie gets a pass. Yeah. Okay, Kevin Laddie, not. translate what Duke said into Czech. <laughs> 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 we will be here for a while. <laughs> oh. Well, do they have, like, sea lions in Czech like that? Like, in any, like, a zoos or yeah, whatever? Zoos, like, yeah, yeah, We are a civilized country. Too. I understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That's, but, that's, hey. Jesus Christ. Well, what? Google Prague Zoo. Okay, it's one of well, the top know. in the world. I, or top, it, like top three in Europe, for sure. Okay, well, I know. Look at the zoo here. My in God. Okay, have you gone uh, to the we, Edmonton Zoo? Do we ride zoo? horses or ride... ride <laughs> Donkeys. Like, uh, have you gone to the Edmonton Zoo here? Yeah, and it's awful. Okay. I'm where, sorry. Are there sea lions there? 
I don't think so. Okay, so I just, that's just that's a decent question. I don't. No, think, I, I I mentioned civilized country, well, Czech Republic. There, I don't think there are sea lions. Are there sea lions at the San Diego Zoo? Probably the best zoo yeah, in the world. Yeah, there are. There for sure are. Yeah. How do you know? Because I've been there. You've been to San Diego Zoo? Yeah, a few years ago. I don't like Orlando, by San Diego. Took the, my family. How about my God? He's like, here's this. You're one. on fire right now. Prague Zoo is number eight in the world. Yeah, thank you. Stop ten. And we have seals at our zoo. It says. It's a, my, rest, I, I rest my case. They they redid it. it there was a huge flood a uh, few years ago in Prague. There was a river attached kind of to the zoo okay. and flooded the zoo. A bunch of animals needed to get rescued rescue from the from the river. So they went and redid most of the zoo and it's beautiful. But mm. it is a lot of walking up and down the hills, but it's beautiful. There was a thing on the news the other day. <laughs> They're, they're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already laughing. What is this? <laughs> they were no true story. They're transporting a giraffe from. <laughs> now it's bringing me to the hang, <laughs> hangover. <laughs> yellow for the tiger. Yeah. Oh, the uh, with Mike okay. Tyson. They're transporting. Yeah, the tiger in the car in the Hangover, the movie. You like that movie, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So no, they're transporting this giraffe from kind of northern Mexico to southern Mexico. Uh huh. And they had to well. How do you transport a giraffe? I don't know. Well, I'm, you start thinking about this then. You think about how you're, you're going to transport a giraffe. And where was it from where to where? In a tall vehicle. Yeah, it's on, on, a a fla- on a, a flatbed. On a flatbed. And it, it's, in a, it's on a truck. On a truck, yeah. He's by what a vehicle. The, what about the bridges? Like, oh, again. Hey, duck. Hey, duck. <laughs> <laughs> if you duck, you get a treat. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, duck. <laughs> you imagine Man, that? That's crazy. Well, yeah. And I, I think it was like in this, we're talking in about a several day trip. Wow. You know, several days because... You know, you got to make sure the animal and, and the animal's animal safe. Man. Yeah, you know? like, well, but he's not stressed out, and you got to have. I think they had doctors and vets and everything. You know, yeah. so the animal was high the entire time, or what? Pardon me. The the animal was high the whole time. Was <laughs> yeah. injecting them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I think I don't think they drugged him. No, I no? don't think they did Just because he was standing up a lot of the time. And, and uh, I think it, the apparatus needed to be... You cannot fly the animal? I, this, I'm just saying what I yeah, saw in the wow. news. Maybe the... Hey, Donovan, what are you doing? Can you <laughs> figure this out? Find it on find it on the like, internet. Like, seriously, Duke is multitasking. Donovan is just, like, sitting there hey, laughing at us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, someone sent... I think Mac from Spruce Grove is sending something in, but I, I don't know. I just saw this. I thought it was that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, the fact that, you know, they had the guy... There was a ladder... Because uh, he went up to feed the giraffe, mm-hmm. so he went all the way up and had, well, I don't know, leaves. I love giraffes. Yeah. They're interesting animals. Have you ever gone, have you seen, like, you know, or have you been to Africa or anywhere like no, that? never. Have you been to Disney Disney World in Orlando? Never. Okay. Do they have them there? They have a, they have a animal kingdom. It's unbelievable. It's like you're in the, in, in, in the. Like in, safari? It's like you're in Nairobi. Yeah. It's like a safari. Cool. I mean, we have a like, kind of safari thing in, in Czech, and it's pretty popular. I always wanted to go. I've never been. Yeah. But they do have, you know, that you can you can bring your car and drive through Drive it. around, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
But the one in, in uh, at Animal Kingdom is amazing. Okay. You, if you go there early in the morning, because that's when they're all being uh, fed, okay. they're being, you know, they're coming out and I guess after, you know, a good night's sleep and stuff, right? You know, I, I'm an early person. Well, you would be there. You'd I probably be there too my, early. Yeah, I would but be the, probably too early. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be poke. Hey, giraffe, wake up. Wake up, up man. <laughs> it's kicking them. Wake up. Uh... I've seen well, a lot of people have been gone. There's a deer. No, it's this one. Uh, that's called the circus, laddie. That comes from Jordan. It's called the circus. <laughs> I love good circus. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna have Carmen DeFalco on at nine twenty, and then uh, Joe Reedy at ten twenty. Once uh, laddie bolts at ten o'clock. What's on the go for you this weekend? You got like last weekend. You had another tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, no? my son's got uh, my son's got hockey today and and Saturday, so. The whole family is going to mm-hmm. go watch him. Uh, I booked vacation Ooh. to Mexico for March. For March. What's for the dates? To, are you, are no, the spring break. Spring break. My, my, my ex is taking the, the older kids okay. uh, to Mayan, and we are going to Cabo oh, with, cool. with, uh, with the rest of the family. Yeah. my. Is the Duke uh, going to line up the, the internet connection to do a hit I from down li- there? I would like that, yeah. Oh, sitting um, on the beach? I can, I can, yeah, I... Well, I, I'm, you know, he, I'm hitting my beach uh, beach workouts now, yeah. you know, or two, so two, two months away. You, my wife actually, she has been going on my Peloton bike. Really? I, I walk, I walk up the stairs. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> to Mexico, Ma- so, Mexico approaching. So she is getting in the. Well, she looks great. Yeah, you look great, babe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now so she's getting in the uh, beach body beach, workouts. Beach I guess. Body, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so Laddie will be doing uh, from the beach. I, I would like that. I would love that. Tarp off the yeah. whole bit. Of course. Uh, well, hopefully we can we can uh, we can Duke, provide video tar- for tar- the tarps, listeners. Tarps off for all our uh, if, female. If, if we want, so. if we want to get some more uh, female <laughs> listeners, <laughs> let's let's do it, guys. Let's well, do it. Okay. What's the dates on it? Do you have you booked it? Twenty second to twenty nine. Okay. Well, it's, be... it's happening. Yeah. Okay, it's happening. Duke, you got the you got the coordinates. I've got the coordinates. Yeah. Huh. Fire gonna up bring, I'm, yeah, me too. I'm going to bring my computer. We're going to get things back on the rails here uh, <laughs> after the break and talk to Carp. Now, now, Kevin can, cannot multitask. Now he's picturing me with the tarp off, so it's, it's okay. No, not really. <laughs> not really. Uh, not really. When we come back, we'll talk to Carmen DeFelco, ESPN 1000, and uh, yeah. check in with the Blackhawks angle after playing in Seattle last night. Chicago in town tonight to play the Oilers, uh, looking for their 15th win in a row. That's coming up. Curious Schmied on Sports 1440. Before that, time now for the Ski Report. Here is the Duke. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your Ski Report for Thursday, January 25th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. It's later than expected, but better late than never. The new knob quad chair at Marmot Basin is now open, meaning the very top of the resort is ready to ride. It's a game changer that promises to let skiers and snowboarders access the highest points of the mountain easier than ever before. Marmot received a trace amount of snow overnight and 20 centimeters in the last 10 days. Down in Banff, no significant snow in the last few days at Louise, Sunshine, and Northway, but all lifts are operating at all three resorts. Nakiska also with no new snow in the last week, but down at Castle Mountain Resort near Pincher Creek, they've had 10 centimeters in the past three days. Kicking Horse, 13 in the last seven and three in the past 48 hours. Revelstoke with five centimeters fresh in the last day and 44 over the past week. 
Fernie, 10 centimeters in the last day. Kimberly, 5 in the last 7. And Panorama has just had a couple centimeters in the past week. In the Okanagan, Silver Star had 7 centimeters overnight and 18 in the last two days. Big White with 22 in the last day. Apex Alpine, 5 centimeters in the last 24 hours and 8 centimeters at Sun Peaks in the past 24. Locally, all hills are in full swing with mild temperatures and great conditions. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Uh, now you're doing the. What was that? That sounded like a. Was that your. Kevin Cure. <laughs> I thought you were kind of doing Ric Flair there. No, no. Woo. Not the Ric Flair. Yeah. You like Ric Flair, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very entertaining. He'd be your favorite wrestler of all time, or what? Or do you have one? Uh. I, when I when I first but in Czech yeah. Hulk Hogan Hulky yeah Hulky and then The Rock I love The Rock everybody loves The Rock I, yeah you know he's just yeah. entertaining hardworking guy mm-hmm. actor do you know he was here in in Calgary what he started he came up from uh, Florida where he's playing college football uh-huh. came to the CFL to Calgary Stampeders and Wally Buono told him don't don't get into the CFL don't go into football. You're, you know, I see you're starting getting into acting, become an actor. This is, and so The Rock has always said that he owes Wally Buono a ton for changing his perspective of what he should be moving forward in life. Wow. (laughs) Served him well. Yeah. Do you think Wally got a Too cut? Too bad nobody ever told me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should perceive someone that's different. Do you think Wally should get a cut? Yeah. A little bit of probably on the side. Maybe somebody should have told me when I was like twenty. Hey, you should start a radio show. Well, oh, look where I'm, you could be. You could be like uh, what is that guy? It's like what, words like guy? billion. Um, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Some or who? No, I'm. Who else is he on the serious radio? Serious. Hot glasses. No. Howard no. Stern. Yeah. Oh, Howard, Howard Stern. Stern. Yeah, I could have been that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would work with you on with Howard Stern because you can swear any as long as as much as you want. I know. There I'm in go. the wrong field here. Well, can I swear here? No. 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 The, I very rarely. So Tiger's do. saying Tiger texts and that's not the story. I lived in Calgary. You're telling me that that didn't happen and Wally Buono tells the story all the time and The Rock tells the story all the time about the Rock being in Calgary with the Stampeders. Somebody's lying. Come here. on, Tiger. Come Tiger's on. Tiger's kind of on you here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that's uh, fine. You, you didn't read enough of well, his... Um... Too bad, Tiger. We're still waiting to get Carmen DeFalco yeah, from I, ESPN I just, 1000. Just, uh, just said a text with Carmen. He's just uh, finishing up a busy big sales meeting. So we'll uh, we'll hook up with him in just uh, a minute or two here. Sales meeting? So is, is, he, a, is he a salesman or... Oh, you got to be. If you're you're the you're the on-air... Uh, the big shot on air. You're like, look at Gregor. He's working the the sales things all the time. Kev had a big sales meeting last yeah Thursday at lunch. You got to work work can all you, the angles, you, man. Can you fill me in or? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about some stuff too. Here's Tiger. You, you should be out working this pay, pound and pavement, laddie, and get a get you a, a sponsor for your your two hours here. Please. <laughs> my my God, man! Like, yeah, this, I, I guess. Well, I'm 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 very new in all of this, so. Well, my buddy Yeg Buds has come in, so you can take over for me. Uh, Yeg Buds, he's my number one fan. He says, "When does KK get replaced?" Awful radio host. That's what Yeg Buds says. Oh, yeah, isn't that something? That's, he's that's he's just awful. He comes at me Old. every every week. Every at least three or four. I, a week. I couldn't imagine doing this show with anybody else, Kevin. Well, I appreciate that, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. 
Uh, Tiger has texted about The Rock saying he was in Florida, got a call from Wally Buono telling him to come back. He said no, da-da-da-da, wanted to go into becoming a wrestler, acting, and things like that. Oh, hey, look look at this. Yeg Buds comes back and says, all fun and games. Oh, so he's just kind of trying to get under my skin like yeah, yeah. Don't don't. He don't, must have heard yeah, that. You you take it now. You take it. Yeah. The, he must have heard it. the chirping segment. I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, we had uh, Donovan the intern talk about, or he found out about the giraffe. Sure. And yes, it was not a, very not very funny games, uh, people here. No. There, but the, there this, was there was an accident. Years was, was ago. it in, was it in Africa? They were transporting the giraffe, and, and uh, it did happen. There was an accident with the bridge, yes. and it decapitated the, the giraffe's head. So I'm sorry I was laughing at it. You know, poor giraffe. All right, we're just getting uh, Carmen on the line. Time now for our game of the day, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. And our game of the day is going to be tonight's Oilers and Blackhawks tilt, uh, as Carmen DeFalco uh, is almost uh, on the line here. Uh, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Uh, over 300 new Ram, Dodge Rams, and Jeeps are available. 0% for up to 72 months on select models. 0% also available on Ram 1500s only at St. Albert Dodge. The salesman. <laughs> As we welcome in Carmen. <laughs> Carmen DeFalco from ESPN 1000. Back to the program. Carmen, welcome back. You're with Kevin Carries and former NHLer. Ladislav Schmid this morning. Uh, welcome back to Sports 1440. Gentlemen, good to be back. How you doing? Well, we're doing great. Good, we're thanks. not as busy as you. We're just talking about all the, the meetings you're in. And, you know, here here it's just, you know, yeah. fun and games. We're talking about giraffes and sea lions. But, you know, you're the real deal in, in Chi-Town. <laughs> Thank God you're saving the day. <laughs> Every once in a while, some of the, uh, the sales guys, you know, they ask us uh, – they ask us to go in and help close some things. It's like Alec Baldwin and uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, <laughs> always the closing. So uh, I was in, I was in one of those meetings, and all we're doing is talking bears and draft picks and Caleb Williams and Justin Fields and my God, it's like yeah, going by fast. We've got months of this, boys. Oh, like fun, this, fun, boys. fun! You said that yeah. the NFL draft. Well, you know what, Laddie's going to take the wheel here right now because yeah. that's what we were talking about. So Funny ahead, you Laddie. mentioned that because uh, we were just discussing like what are we going to talk about with Carmen? Like the the biggest thing in Chicago, obviously the Bears. So they're holding the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? They have Justin Fields, but apparently there is a stud yeah. to be drafted. Yeah. Uh, possible generational talent, generational quarterback, what are they going to do? It's a great question, guys. I mean, like, my – and I think we're still pretty early on in this process, and I don't know if they know yet, but, like, my gut says it's going to be hard for them to pass, you know, on a quarterback here in back-to-back years where they're sitting at the top of the draft. You know, last year they, they traded the pick. Um, they, they, they didn't – they weren't in love with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Um, now you can look at the decision after their rookie years and say, well, maybe they should have been in love with C.J. Stroud because he looks like he's going to be great, um, and you hope that doesn't come back to haunt them. But even with that said, they got such a haul for that first pick last year. They've really set themselves up quite well. They got you know D.J. Moore, who's a legit number one receiver in this league. Uh, one of the picks they got in the second round from Carolina last year, they turned into Tyreek Stevenson, who was a – a starter on the outside, a cornerback for them all year and played really well and made, uh, you know, had a little bit of an up-and-down season but really opened up some eyes and made some waves with the way he played and 
he looks like he's going to be a foundational player. And then obviously, because Carolina was so bad, they're right back here at the top of the draft. Um, so they did well in the haul they got last year, but I just don't know how they could pass again. Um, and it's not really to disparage Justin or it's an, necessarily an indictment on Justin Fields, but, you know, he's going into year four. They got to make an, a decision on the fifth year of his contract that they're going to pick it up and guarantee it or not. Um, they're going to have to pay him soon if they do decide to ride with him. And at the very least, drafting a young quarterback now resets your quarterback clock. You get uh, an extremely affordable quarterback mm-hmm. for the next handful of years. And like Laddie said, I mean, what if he is that generational talent that thinks if he plays at a level that's above or better than Justin Fields, you've really struck gold. So they, they, they're kind of sitting on a lottery ticket, it seems like. And I know prospects are just prospects and plenty of them fail. But I think ultimately it's going to be hard for them to not draft one of the quarterbacks, probably Caleb Williams, at the top of the draft. Carmen DeFalco, ESPN 1000, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid. So, Carmen, what would be the market value mm-hmm. to trade fields? What teams would be interested in him? And what are the Bears' top priorities and needs uh, in return? That's a great question. I mean, and it sure feels like at the very least you'd get something similar to the deal that happened a few years ago when the Jets were moving off of Sam Darnold. They traded Sam Darnold to Carolina before the draft, and everybody pretty much knew at the, the time they did this deal that they had fallen in love with Zach Wilson. Now, that turned out to be a mistake, obviously, with the New York Jets, but they traded Sam Darnold, uh, who had a career you know, through the first three years that kind of mirrored Justin's in a lot of ways. They traded him to Carolina and uh, for a package of picks, and I believe it was a second, a fourth, and a sixth rounder, but it was definitely a second rounder in there. At the very least, the Bears are looking at getting a return like that, and Justin, quite frankly, is better than uh, Sam Darnold uh, any day of the week. You know, I I really believe that, and I think teams would value him more. Some believe they could even get a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure about that, but there are plenty of people within NFL circles that think that that's possible, and let's face it, it only really takes a team to fall in love with him. Uh, some people think if Bill Belichick ends up going to Atlanta, that he might be interested in trading, and maybe he would even trade a first-round pick for Justin Fields with some of the talent they already have on that offense down there. So, you know, could it be as high as a top ten or a first-round pick? I don't know. It seems a little lofty to me, maybe, but at the very least, I think you're looking at some sort of a package in return of picks that would include second and fourth rounders to begin with. So, I guess Carmen, in the sense with. Uh with fields and even in the last trade you know they made with carolina would there be a possibility to get an impact player back like dj moore that they got in back from carolina at another position or are we just talking picks here i i think it'd be picks kevin and i you know the thing that the thing that you know made dj attainable last year was that number one pick where carolina you knew was going to swing for the quarterback. They wanted the rookie quarterback. Now, it looks like they picked the wrong one, uh, but they wanted the rookie quarterback. And so that's what, you know, that's why the Bears were really dealing from a position of power. And ultimately, Ryan Poles was able to stand firm, you know, in a, the, the 48, 72 hours leading up to that deal. You know, originally Carolina had balked at it for obvious reasons, but he stood firm and said, if you want it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to cost you DJ more. And ultimately, they acquiesced. 
Um, you know, a team that's going to be acquiring Justin's not going to be in the market, obviously, for one of those young control quarterbacks. So they they want Justin for Justin. That's going to probably be a package of picks and not include a player, certainly not one of DJ Moore's caliber uh, coming back in, in that kind of a trade this offseason. Carbon DeFalco, ESPN 1000, uh, our guest on Sports 1440. Our St. Albert Dodge game of the day is the Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Carmen, uh, what's the feeling in Chicago with the Hawks, with you know, with uh, Connor Bedard out and the team being banged up and injured and you know playing in Seattle last night? But just what's the overall feeling with the Hawks right now in the Windy City? Well, you know, a lot of it is, you know, Bedard being out here these last nine, ten games is uh, is definitely hurting. And, and you know, I just think it, it, it's also people want to watch right now because of Connor. Um, and you know, Connor being out, I think, has taken a little bit away from just conversation about the team, overall viewership, and things like that. And let's face it, guys, they're just. You guys know it. I mean, they're not a very good hockey team. Yeah. I mean, they are beat half to heck. Um, you know, they're down. Uh, Taylor Hall played 10 games uh, all year before he got hurt. Connor's out. Uh, Connor Murphy's now, you know, joined the walking wounded. Um, they, they've just, they're missing a lot of guys, and they don't have a ton of top talent anyway. Um, oh, I think we just lost Carmen DeFelco. Uh, it, it, oh, Wayne did more. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Carmen. Sorry, sorry, guys. You still got me? Yeah, yeah I, was got saying, you. I was saying with, you know, with Bedard out, you know, the, the interest wanes even more. So, um, you know, I think they're, they're a little bit of a tough watch last night. I, I did watch last night's game, and I'll give them credit for this. Even last year when, uh, you know, they were a lousy team, and in a lot of ways they were hoping to lose to get to the top of the draft. Luke Richardson has this team playing hard. I don't know what his secret is or how he does it, but they play hard. Even last night, they yeah. they were kind of right there with a the chance to to come back and make it a game. You know, a little bit of a swing makes it 5-2 instead of 4-3. Then they give up another one and they lose 6-2. But they're just not very good. Um, they struggle to put the puck in the net. They're terrible on special teams. they got the worst power play in the league. they got one of the ten worst penalty kills in the league. And, you know, they're just not good. And, you know, I, I think – the eyes on the future, and it's just hoping that you know Bedard continues to develop and evolve, and hopefully three, four years from now, we're talking about one of the game's really special and great players, and then they got to fill in the margins around him. But they're just not a very good hockey team right now, and they're they're a tough watch on most nights, unfortunately. Well, I feel like <clears throat> I I'd say that was kind of expected. Now they're like fans can be re- yeah. too too upset or too hard. Like this is a full on rebuild. Yeah. Like. They went yep. through it before Tace and Kane. I I played them during that time, and but they were able to able to turn it around. You just have to draft the right people, bring some uh, some free agents. Um, yeah, what what happened to Bedard? Yeah, you know it's unfortunate, but he'll be he'll be back. He's gonna be a big piece uh, moving forward. And if you have it, it, if you have the right people at the helm, like the GM and you know the scouts. I believe they can turn it around, bring in, bring in people in. I, I wonder, well, you said that Luke Richardson got them playing hard. I feel like a lot of people, like when you're in the NHL, you have to hold yourself to a certain standard. And like you're playing not just mm-hmm. for the Chicago Blackhawks, but you're playing for your name. So mm-hmm. you better you better try your best on everyday basis. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be pretty, but the one thing you can control is your effort. And that's what they're doing, and I give them credit for that. Uh, my question is, like, they obviously going to be probably sellers at the trade deadline. I don't know what they can offer, but 
what are the players that uh, you know that we should be looking for? They're going to be available at the trade deadline. That's another good question. I mean, you know, and they they've locked a couple of guys up here with contracts recently. They just resigned Mrazek to a, a two year deal. Um, you know, they they I think you know having Felino around going forward, I think it's going to be important to this franchise. So I wouldn't expect him to be someone that they make available. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Eddie O was was singing the praises if you were watching the broadcast last night of what he thought that signing meant in the off season. Um, while it might not show up in the stat sheet to most people. They brought him here with the very specific reason to teach Bedard and to teach some of the young guys. They got a lot of young guys, not only Connor, but a lot of young guys that they're they're playing a couple of pups on, on their back end. That yeah. mm-hmm. and, and they got more coming here in the next couple of years where they're hoping guys like Felino, uh, maybe Taylor Hall if he gets back. Um, and obviously he's not going to go anywhere because he's hurt this year. But they're hoping that those kinds of guys, um, you know, really teach the young kids. What you're talking about, Laddie, like what it means to play hard every night in this league, what it means to compete every night in this league, how to be a good pro. So I don't anticipate guys like that going anywhere. I don't know how much of a market there's going to be for some of their guys because they just don't, you know, you're not that you're expecting to get real top high-end talent most times the deadline anyway. Are you looking for grinders here or there, checking line guys? I mean, maybe. Um, it will be interesting to see, like, what teams are calling about and, you know, the kind of calls that, that Davidson receives here. But they just locked up a couple of guys with team-friendly deals. Again, I, I don't know if that means that's to make them more attractive in a trade or not. A guy like Morazic's an interesting one, and they gave him that, that two-year deal yesterday or two days ago, yeah. I guess it was. But, uh, you know, a guy like Felino, I, I don't I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I really think What about Dickinson? Yeah, like, Dickinson's the guy yeah, that would have that, that, gone. That's a great call. Yeah, he would have been yeah. gone, uh, a, Carmen, but he signed a two-year as well. Yeah. So he would have yeah, been. He uh, did. That's so, a great call. Like yeah. a guy like that probably, but – you know, I think they, they're looking for certain types of guys that can continue to at least show the young guys what it means to be a pro in this league. And, I, you know, Dickinson's second-leading scorer on the team, so like yeah. he's he's kind of one of those grinding guys that I think they, they like having around right now. I think a guy, guys that would be on the move would be maybe a, like a Jared Tenorti as a really depth yeah. defenseman, mm-hmm. and then maybe a Colin Blackwell, but he's a little small, undersized at times, but still plays a big game. And uh, those would be the two guys that I would see that being on the move. You know what? We're going to Tenor- let you go Tenorti's here. Tenorti's a good call. Tenorti's a good, yeah, because he's, he's UFA next year, next year too. So, hey, yep. appreciate all your time, Carmen, and, and thanks for hopping on. I know you were a busy, busy guy this morning. Uh, enjoy the game tonight between uh, the Hawks and the Oilers. And, of course, as you know, the Oilers are going for win number 15, 15 in a row. Incredible, yeah. The turnaround's incredible. The Hawks haven't won on the road since, like, November 7th, I think. So I think you guys are Okay. Yeah, I think it could be, like, a three-and-a-half spread here tonight. We'll see what happens. So I think it could be. Thanks, Carmen. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Carmen. Hey, fellas. You yeah. got it. That's yeah. Carmen DeFalco, ESPN 1000. And our game of the day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge with an industry-leading 4.6 Google review rating. Head up the trail to St. Albert Albert Dodge and check them out at stalbertdodge.com. When we come back, laddie, are you ready? Are you in or are you out? <sighs> I, well, well, you have to well, be in to say that you're in for the interview. I am for sure in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one today. Yeah. He's working hard on these. He did well. Yeah. Uh, that's coming up right after the break. Carrie Schmid in or out? Sports 1440 right after the break. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Time now. People have been waiting for this, laddie. You're fired My up. My wife is fired up, too. She's listening <laughs> yeah, right now. That, that's, that's her favorite. Uh, in or out? Th- okay. Yeah, in or out is her favorite. Well, I can't wait. And we are back to food, baby. <laughs> yes. Time now for Are You In or Are You Out? 
we had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. All right, Duke, let her rip, big fella. Edmonton Oilers in action tonight, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks as the Oilers look for their 15th straight win and a pretty glowing record overall since Chris Knobloch taking over behind the bench and also bringing aboard Paul Coffey as an assistant coach. Since the coaching change as a whole, no Oiler has benefited more than Vincent DeHarnay. You want to go first, Laddie? I'll go first. Okay. At this... <laughs> You're a D-man. You're a D-man. Sh- yeah, and I like his game. Mm-hmm. I like his game. But for me, it's Warren Fogel. Okay. I think. I love the way he he plays, plays hard, scoring some goals, being really good. But th- there's a case to make for DNA. You mentioned McLeod. So, you know, I, I, like these three guys, I feel they all benefited from the change. But for me, Warren Fogel. Well, the Oilers are 22-3 and three since November 24th. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, 24-6, I believe. Who stood up for them on the Twitter? I wonder who it was. Oh, it was me. Oh, oh it was me, yeah. <laughs> not not your buddy Witt. Not, 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 no, not no. the buddy. Oh, he's back on the wagon. He's back I, on the wagon, yeah. How can you fall off the wagon, <laughs> and when the wagon is moving, how can you get back on? I, That's he's why a you break runner. your ankles. Laddie, we, I, this fast is a, a quick tangent. We were talking about, the, did you ever play the video game Oregon Trail? No. Are you familiar with Kevin hasn't either. We're, no. we, we fired that up on the computer yesterday after the show to oh. show Donovan because he'd never seen it before. Never it's, heard it's, of it. it's a, you're on a wagon with the oxen going across the country to the frontier. <laughs> so that's how it's a slow moving wagon. And Wit was able to, to jump back on because he's, you know, very quick guy, very fast. I thought he had problems with his ankles. <laughs> bad ankles. <laughs> bad yeah. ankles. Bad. <laughs> All right. Maybe well, you can make it. Make, maybe you can make a case for Connor McDavid here. The change in his game, how the team has kind of followed the leader. But I'm going to go with Ryan McLeod. I think Warren Fogle was really good at the start of the year. He was the most consistent player. So now he's just kind of continuing that on. I think he took it at a different level. But Ryan McLeod had basically zero goals, zero points at the coaching change, but has been phenomenal so far. We talked about the five on five plays, seven goals. Five assists, 12 points. And he's always smiling. He's Well, sure he is. Yeah. Always smiling. And he's kind of got the same teeth like as that. you, right? Back when you played. Back when I played, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to be, I'm out, not day I'm going to say McLeod. So you're saying he's a good looking guy? Yeah. Just, oh, thanks, man. Handsome, handsome, handsome as hell, yeah. Handsome as hell. Uh, my, my strong, actually, second place for me was Evan Bouchard, who, of course, was still putting up points, but uh, doesn't seem to be making quite as many glaring defensive errors. They still come uh, now and again, but uh, I think, like, obviously, Knobloch has done a great job with the team overall, but the addition of Paul Coffey, I think, has a lot of the defensemen playing with more confidence with mm-hmm. the puck uh, and encouraging them. And, and Vincent DeHarnay, I think, has been. Uh, just tremendous uh, so far since that coach. Well, I think I think Eggholm too is back to being an absolute st- I, that, that, stud out and I, there. And I think because that I, is early a, in the season he was probably still playing with up. injured and stuff, but he's back to being stud. Yeah, I, I would I would probably contribute Bouchard's stronger play here. to being more Eggholm's doing than. Well, I think it's all, uh, all all of it rolled all, into all, it. all 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 things together all rolled in i uh, i agree um speaking of paul coffee this day in 1986 he set the nhl record for consecutive games with a point by a defenseman at 28 games second place <laughs> on that list is quite a bit less uh i'm saying no d-man moving forward will ever crack 20 
game point streak. You lost me at 1986. What a great year, guys. Oh. Somebody was born in that year. Oh, me again. Yes. Yeah. What a great year for Paul Coffey and for the for human Schmid. race. <laughs> for the human race. Laddie was born. Laddie was born. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, I, I'm going to go. I'm out on this. I think someone will crack 20. Could be could be Hughes. Could be Makar. Those are two of the top guys going right now. So I'm going to say I'm out, but I don't think anyone breaks the record. Yeah. I'll say uh, I'm out on this. I'll say that someone will crack 20. But, man, 28 games for a defenseman. Paul Coffey, you know, Bobby Orr, those guys, watching them play the old films, Laddie, just, it always, I just it, love they watching. Had, it was like a cheat code. <laughs> like, seriously, like, they were just skating by, by like, everybody. It was crazy. Uh, I'm out on this, too, man. This is, and somebody might come close, like you said, mm-hmm. but it was different time, man. Different, different, totally different hockey. Like, it's. What's the closest in the last little bit, Duke? Okay, so the closest overall is Ray Bork, who had 19 yeah. in 1988, so a couple years later. In terms of active players, uh, in 2015-16, Shane Gostaspare had a 15-game point streak. And then um, just last year, uh, starting in December and into January, Eric Carlson had 14 games consecutive. What did, what did Bouchard had this year? He had 11. He, uh, right he? here, 13 games. Okay. 13 games. From that, November yeah, 15th to Let's December not for, forget 14th. about... Uh, well, Bouchard, the way that own. McKinnon is scoring, McCarr just has to give him the puck now, and that could get 20 games Denae in Doc, my favorite player. Yeah. And I keep telling you, <laughs> it's my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He would go through the brick wall, that guy. Yeah. Last right. night, uh, again played in the CHL's top prospect game. Uh, Craig Button describing his play as a Swiss Army Knife player. I'm saying coming up in this summer's draft, Aginla projected as a mid-first-round pick. The Calgary Flames will do some shuffling, moving, trading, or maybe even reaching for a mm. higher pick than necessary, and they will have Tijiginla in the fold moving forward. Well, where would we be projecting Calgary I believe in a uh, – well, projecting them to pick, I think, is kind of right around maybe where 20, he's at. 20-ish? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, you know what? I I think it's a good story. I, I think, you know, with it, Jerome being, now he's in Calgary, <laughs> kind of yeah. working a little bit as an advisory role for the Flames. But would they Right now, trade? Calgary would pick, would have the 10th pick. So if he's ranked in that area. And so- that's, but that's what I mean. Like, I think that would be, or pardon me, ninth. Like, the, as as far as the rankings go right now, I that would, to, for, him, for them to take him there would be Probably a Probably have to, they'd have to move up. Trade down, or who knows, maybe they trade gain down. some extra first-round picks yeah. based on what they're going to do at the deadline here. Of course, a number of names uh, suspected to go out the door. Lindholm, Tanev, uh, maybe Noah Hannafin still as well. So, uh, what like I said, it's in some way or another, they'll make it happen, I think. Well, you know what's always interesting? When something like this happens at the draft and say you're sitting in the, I don't know, say you're sitting at the <coughs> 10 hole and Tidja is there and some team at nine, whatever the team is, always will go to that uh, team and go, I, we're going to take Tidja And then the Flames go, we want them. Yeah. Then you got you got to make moves on the fly. That happens a lot. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say that I'm going to be I'm in on this. I think... They will have to make a move to ensure if they want him. A lot of teams, like, look at Kevin Lowe, you know, when Kevin Lowe was here and Keegan was here and Keegan said, don't draft me. And it was a late pick. Yeah. He didn't want to be part of the organization. Maybe Tejaginla wants to make his own statement, make his own path. That That's always another thing, too, to look at. Well, there's going to be another Aginla in, in a year or two. Big Joe. Big Joe. Is, and and he's do you think good. Joe will be better than Tej? 
think similar. Yeah. Like similar. Like yeah. <laughs> pretty good jeans there, hey? <laughs> My God. Um I am It's a tough one. Like for me, I, I I'm I'm in on it. It would be a great story. Like I feel like uh, continue continue your dad's legacy. And you the know, fact the Flames are kind of going through a transition, transition. period to have this name when, to when, attach to it as kind of the, like a, a potential mm-hmm. face moving forward, I think would go a long way for uh, Craig Conroy's tenure as general Can manager. Can you imagine Joe? And both Tage. brothers and Tage? Both brothers? <laughs> My God. Wild. I would buy tickets to that. Uh, and then Jerome comes back like Gordie Howe. With Marty and Mark. <laughs> 53 years old. <laughs> oh that would God. be the best story ever. I saw Jerome this summer. He looks great. Oh, wow, he could play still. Yeah. yeah. He looks great. Yeah. Alrighty, number four, uh, the biggest or latest name, at least, in the uh, NFL coaching cycle. Jim Harbaugh looking like he's going to become the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, the quarterback there, former top 10 pick. I'm saying he will now win an MVP with J- Jim Harbaugh at the helm. I'm out on this only because of the former Ross Shep T-Bird. Connor Halley. Yeah, because I'm sure he is just, his mouth has been watering for, what, 18 hours now since this announcement or oh, whatever it's it is. Oh, it's been weeks. Yes, but I mean the formal announcement, yes. basically. So I just want to get uh, under Connor's skin and say no. I just foresee, what about Austin Eckler? Is he going to resign? I don't think so. There you go. So there's another piece that they got to look at. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm out. I don't think that Justin Herbert will win an MVP during his career. During his too, career. Too many great quarterbacks, too many great players just ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, tough one. We just discussed it. Like, it's just not up, up to Tim Harbour, right? Like, offensive coordinator, quarter, quarterback coach. Um, tough one. But, yeah, mm-hmm. there is... Like you said, too many good quarterbacks out there. How old is Patrick Mahomes? A few years older than Justin Herbert. Just few. Justin Herbert was 25, right? You yeah. said S25. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go against you. Okay, that's right. I have no problem with that. We can't agree on five anything. Five years, today. six years down the road, you're going to get this... Probably by the yeah by the time that Num- uh, Caleb Williams comes in, your buddy C.J. Stroud you think is better than Herbert right now, and Bird, we haven't even Birdie, we Birdie haven't, or whatever uh, yeah Birdie yeah <laughs> we Why haven't not? even talked about these other quarterbacks that are ahead of the game right now so Lamar Jackson Lamar Josh Allen yeah. it's Joe only Burrow. guys it only takes one season that's what I mean like it only takes and, and the thing about like Mahomes we've seen it in in the NFL and and sometimes in the like. You get like voter fatigue about voting for the same guy for MVP every year, so Mahomes might uh, fall victim to that at some point. Justin, make me proud, please. There we go. In. And this was uh, this was a nice little uh, goodwill uh, gesture towards uh, my co-host Connor Halley as well. I'm mm-hmm. hoping for big things down in SoCal for the Chargers. Uh, and finally, going back to our favorite topic with Laddie Schmid, food. Of all the possible soup and sandwich combinations, is not nothing even... is as good as the classic grilled cheese and tomato soup. This is no-brainer. No, I don't know about that. Oh. Well, so you you go, you're going to go first. So you, you go I'm first. in on this. Okay. I love good tomato, homemade tomato soup. Not okay. that Campbell. Not the Campbell crap. Yes. Okay. Homemade tomato. My, my wife uh, makes it with... Uh, with like a little bit of, uh, like she put like pepper in it too. It's like a smoked pepper, okay. tomato soup. It's delicious. And then obviously, obvious. well, 
when I used to back in the day when I used to drink, it's mm-hmm. hungover. That you'd have the grilled cheese. Well, here in Canada and in yeah. in, uh, in Czech, it's a garlic soup by my mom. Okay. So like I would I would roll in home six a.m. Uh, I would I would come home six a.m. Crush couple pickled <laughs> sausages. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's called utopanats. And that helps you actually. It, it helps. I would go sleep, yeah. wake up at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and I could smell the garlic soup. Oh, yeah. Garlic soup. And like it cured you. Mm-hmm. Cured you. But here in Canada, yeah, but now for lunch, if my wife is really listening, I know I like uh, <laughs> salad and sandwich, but if you have spare time, just you still have like an hour to whip out uh, the, the, okay, the so tomatoes. How's she, how she gonna make it? She's got to get the tomatoes. Where do you got? Like, do you got? I, I we have some tomatoes. I don't think it's a rocket science, or you know, well. she she still has like an hour or something. Okay. If she's leaving the door right now, <laughs> there is an IGA right there on the corner, babe. Yeah, tomatoes right now are like eight bucks a pound, laddie. It is what it is. Yeah. You, you know, okay. I. I am, you know, I just, I, I just uh, bought the, bought the vacation to Mexico. Yes, so okay. maybe if she wants to please her husband, <laughs> you know, I don't know. So <laughs> please your husband with some tomato soup for lunch. I'm gonna just to disagree. I'm gonna go. I'm out on this, and I'm gonna tell you why. The Duke, you've had. I've brought in some because I'm the soup Nazi. I make soup all the time, uh, and we all from the garden. I brought you in some borscht, borscht. last week. It was it was good, very yeah. good, yeah. Duke, I brought you in a couple, and I've had a few different samples, and they've uh, so, they've lived up to the billing. So, so what is the I, combo? My, my combination is beef barley soup, but you got to make it with prime rib. So you use the prime rib bones, mm-hmm. and then you you know you boil the bone, bones down, and leave, make sure you leave some good prime rib on there. So you got the the nice mm-hmm. beef, and you have the nice barley. My and mom the, makes similar soup. Okay, now yeah. Laddie, you've been to the garden, right? And how many tomato plants did you see? About sixty tomato plants. Probably. Okay, so 60 tomato plants. So then a beautiful beefsteak tomato sandwich that goes with the beef barley soup. So you go beef and beef. No, no, that's the name of the tomato. The tomato is called beefsteak. So he's saying just a tomato tomato sandwich. But you've got to make sure, laddie. we to fall off the seat right now. Why? What a waste of the sandwich with no meat. Well, you're having it in the beef barley. I don't Plus, care. there's no meat in your sandwich. You're just having cheese. You can throw a but that's slice different. of ham in there. Grilled ham and cheese. It wasn't. It was classic grilled uh, cheese okay. and tomato yeah, soup. Right. Yeah, right. You're right. So you've got right. no meat in your sandwich. At least I got meat in the soup. True that. But it, the, it's got to yeah, be. you got the, a point there. you got to have the type of tomato. You can also have a black cremini tomato. Do you put you, pesto? You can, yes. You, you can add a pesto. Pesto. Mozzarella. That makes the garlic. You've got it all. I would put some mozzarella maybe in there. You, got, you got it all. Yeah. So that sounds good, but still no. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> Sorry. Not even close. For me. Yeah, like grilled cheese. Like a really grilled cheese. What was the place? Bauer. Do you know the bar? Bauer on, on Jasper Avenue? No. Never been. Red Star, Bauer. Mix the garlic, you've got it all. I would put some mozzarella maybe in there. You got you got it all. Yeah. So that sounds good, but still no. Okay, not even close. <laughs> Sorry, not even close for me. Yeah, like grilled cheese, like a really grilled cheese. What was the place Bauer? Do you know the bar Bauer on on Jasper Avenue? No, never been. Red Star Bauer, right next to each other. Okay, they make a really good. 
the the owner yeah. makes a really good grilled cheese. Okay. Really good grilled cheese. And I think it's because like the he makes it on like a I don't know if it's a griddle or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. They don't really clean it that much, yeah. I, I think. They just like, you know, just and it it just the taste or like the, the <laughs> smell stays on it and it gives the Yeah, like you like extra, you season yeah. your grill, yeah, yeah, like your yeah, blacktop. Yeah, yeah. Your, yes. Yeah. And and yeah, one of the best grilled cheese my wife is texting I, me. Well, I'm gonna just say one ad. Uh, she said in, she said tomorrow. Oh. Lunch is already made. Oh. So I was tomorrow, gonna say tomorrow. In, in or out, Kim. She's the is best. Laddie gonna get tomato soup for lunch? But it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Well, what a wife, guys! Oh, unbelievable! Eh? Oh, yeah. So, but are you gonna have the grilled cheese tomorrow then too? Yeah, tomorrow. Well, I know, but she just said tomato soup. You never said about the grilled cheese. Both. She's gonna. She's gonna make it both. Grilled cheese and You're a, just tomato a lucky soup. Man, you're a lucky, lucky man. That's that's why I picked her. <laughs> you know, that's why I picked her. Laddie, thanks oh, as always. Me, thanks as always to come in Thursdays. Uh, everyone is raving about your comments here <laughs> about the soup and. Everything else, the giraffe. Uh, poor, giraffe. <laughs> poor giraffe. I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, busy weekend coming up or? Semi, so, so, semi busy. Semi busy. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the uh, game on Saturday afternoon. It's an afternoon game I for the would, Oilers. I would, but my son's got uh, yep. 5.30, well, f- I think, or 5 o'clock game at the n- new Nescu and then Nescu rink and then we're going to go. And then we're going to go uh, have a dinner uh, at the restaurant there. It's a new restaurant. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. I have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next Thursday. Okay. Thank you. That's Thanks our co-host me. every Thursday, Ladislav Schmid. Uh, lots of fun today and about a million texts to get through as well. Uh, when we come back, top of the hour, we'll get through some of those texts and uh, revisit tonight's Oilers-Blackhawks game, among other things. We'll also have Joel Reedy in from the Associated Press, covers the L.A. Chargers. Obviously, uh, a big, big day for the Chargers with the, well, the changing in the coach and the signing of Jim Harbaugh. So we'll uh, discuss that at uh, 10.20. Before all that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are now open and ready for family fun seven days a week. Visit snowvalley.ca for details. Here is the Duke.